Hey, it's Keen here. Just a quick message about Darkness into Light. As most of you may know, it is an annual charity event that takes place every year where people gather and they walk early in the morning when the sun is down and watch the sun rise together. The event raises much needed funds for Pieta House, a charity which helps to support those impacted by suicide. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the event is cancelled. So instead, Darkness into Light are raising awareness through their sunrise appeal. To take part, all you have to do is wake up at half five next Saturday, the 9th of May, and watch the sunrise from your home. If you do, then you need to spread your message on social media using hashtag DIL, darkness into light, sunrise appeal, or hashtag DIL 2020. Once you take part, you also need to make a donation on the darknessintolight.ie website. As regular listeners to the show will know that me and my family have been affected by suicide really recently, so we'll be getting up at 5.30 on the 9th of May. If you're doing it, category is yellow. Anything yellow or a darkness into light t-shirt will suffice. So maybe next Saturday, get up a bit early, watch the sunrise, donate for a good cause, get your positive endorphins for the day, have a nice breakfast, sit down and watch Drag Race. Maybe just a little bit early. Okay, thanks for listening. On with the rest of the show. One wingy dingy, my name is Keen. And they saved the best for last. I'm James. I'm here for the crowd because it looks so good to me anyway in the first place. So, why does that give it to me again? <laughs> we are Pod. We cover all things RuPaul's Drag Race. Today we're discussing Secret Celebrity Drag Race, episode four, which has been bumped up to episode two now, apparently. It has an actual celebrity in the form of Vanessa Williams. We were joined by the wonderful gays around the bay, Chris and Larry, who are here to, to share their thoughts on the episode. Let's not beat around the bush any further. Let's get into it. We are joined by the gays around the bay, Chris. Hey, Keen, Thanks for having us. And Larry. Yeah, thanks so much. Pleasure to be here. And before we do anything, do you want to just tell us where people can find you and your travel blog? So we're on our website, thegazeroundthebay.com, at gazeroundthebay on Facebook and Instagram. Super. So everyone can go there, have a look at your your past travels, because, I mean, we can't really travel anywhere here at the moment. Okay, let's get into it. So what do you guys feel about this new format, the Secret Celebrity Drag Race? Do you like it? Do you love it? Please discuss. Uh... We have different opinions, but mine is I'm going to quote Heidi, Aphrodite, Obama, and Closet and be like, <laughs> it's a moment. It's, it's something. Listen, if we weren't on quarantine, I probably wouldn't be watching this show. But like, right, we, we do a lot of travel blogging and our best travels right now are like traveling to Centra to get some bread. And that's about it. So right now we are watching every single piece of drag content that exists yeah world of wonder uh, everything on that too i agree i think if we weren't recording this podcast keen i wouldn't be watching <laughs> this show <laughs> i i do have to say that i heard a rumor today that this was supposed to be the last episode mm. which means that like as vanessa williams says save the best for last this was perhaps supposed to be the big finished which makes me think who are we going to be treated to next week? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely fine to give it a pass. The uh, Willem has given a quote, say like, it's called Secret Celebrity Drag Race because we want to keep it a secret so that no one knows about it. <laughs> and, and I would be, I mean, okay, yes, it was better this time, but at the same time, in comparison to how much I love Drag Race, 
I I don't want anyone to see this first and it be like their first segue into it because I feel like Drag Race is a better intro. I think this is I, I think this is an opposite way of introing the, the the format to the world. Yeah, I I would completely agree. I think that if someone were to think, oh my god, I'm such a fan of Riverdale, I'm going to go and watch Secret Celebrity Drag Race, I would then come away thinking, oh, that's terrible. I'm not going to go and watch the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> especially the first one like they just really made such a joke of, of it all I mean, again again this whole thing obviously is funny i mean the whole point of this format is to be funny but the whole men just against women in the way that it was done at least at the start of it it was just kind of a tired old joke of it maybe at first um i think they've probably improved a lot more maybe respect for the version of it in this episode well, maybe actually it's kind of meta. Like they've heard World of Wonder and RuPaul has heard how kind of there's members of the community who are frustrated about uh, Drag Race making things too mainstream. And they've now developed this as some sort of like a mainstream <laughs> repellent to try and put people off watching this. <laughs> but I, I mean, one thing I would say is, and it's, it's interesting in this um, mm. in this episode, we have drag kings for the first time ever on Drag Race. And I mean, it's just, it sits kind of weirdly at odds with Rue's attitude towards, say, bio queens participating in the actual competition, trans members of the community, that sort of side of drag really not being welcome on the show properly. It, it, it's a weird, like, it's a weird conversation to have. For... I think calling them drag kings is a push. Like, it was only a mini challenge, you know. If the runway presentation was as a male, I would yeah. probably give it more kudos for that. But all it was, it was like, they couldn't have done a mini challenge because it would just have been, you know, what they do every morning getting ready. Yeah. But I think even just, like, there's, for the, the, the audience that are watching it, you probably aren't going to be involved really in the the queer community they may not be aware like possibly for a lot of people that's the first time they've ever heard the term drag king used and probably ever seen that a drag king is what you call a female who dresses as a male for entertainment so in that way it's you know not blowing anyone's mind but it is interesting to think that 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 introduces the concept into the the canon of the show um to to use wildly over the top phrasing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the very first time and it, it would have been a big change like you're saying and it would have been different enough and it would have been interesting yeah well i mean ho- maybe hopefully we will get there i really enjoyed seeing uh like tammy whip off that wig straight away and like Jess williams pulling out those hair extensions i was like fair play they're getting into it <laughs> yeah i thought that was i mean that wig came off i didn't know wigs like that are just so like not set in like that's yeah. like whoop. like one one gust of wind exactly yeah. Yeah, one misplaced fan that's like woo, that's the experience I have to say I did find Tammy quite hot as a guy was that just me like oh, yeah, I was kind of lost was... after you like that skeet look do you like that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> last week they were putting on breasts and tucking. But why wasn't any penis packing happening in this? Like, why weren't they stuffing? Where were those socks? Oddballs Ru- could have RuPaul sent should have been there to be like, BBCs for everyone. Everyone's getting a BBC. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why not? Like Aubergines and cucumbers. Is there something embarrassing about the male genitalia? Like, it's yeah. not fair. You, you see how uncomfortable it is when you sit down awkwardly. And how you got to keep the symmetry. See, it's something they should have learned. It's something to pick up. And I really would have loved to have watched a Trinity the Tuck Taylor 
Belair, the queen of the illusion of hiding your penis, to have to actually show Vanessa Williams how to build a penis out of a sock. <laughs> I would have loved, and, and watch her struggle probably. Yeah. Uh, actually watch Trinity struggle to do it, uh, which would be interesting to see. They've had they've had challenges sponsored by boobs for queens. Why couldn't they have had this sponsored by cocks for kings? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Who yeah. out of the three Queen Supremes would you choose for a musical challenge? I guess Asia, I think. Asia did a really good job at the finale, I thought, in the top four. Yeah. She no. danced. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a tie of the audience. No. <laughs> if, uh, ignoring the musical part, uh, maybe, ignoring the music for a second, Asia would maybe a last preference because she didn't win, and even though Alyssa didn't win, I mean she's built an empire and like yeah. a school, and like she's got a branding around herself, which is very important to have for music. I mean, yeah, none of them had musical talent at all, I would say, but I would go maybe Alyssa a bit over Trinity, but be, be like Alyssa, Trinity, and like Asia down here. Yeah, because hmm. actually, for experience. In the, the, Asia was in the Cher musical and she had that thing where, like she, her, she, her entire series on, on Drag Race if you think about the disasters she had like in the Cher musical she forgot all the lyrics to one enormous section of the song and like just kind of like awkwardly bobbed along then she murdered a load of butterflies <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she, she made a joke about that though when she walked into the workroom which I thought was really clever like get that it was like the elephant in the room I, 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 I was, I'm here to help these butterflies fly. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you killed those butterflies, Asia. <laughs> I'm still I'm still over this. I'm still mad. I did like Asia in her season. I'm I look forward to maybe seeing her on a all stars because she doesn't yeah. get to the redemption because all we remember of her is the dead butterflies. But I did sort of feel have you done enough to deserve to be a Queen Supreme? Considering mm. this, like Mayhem Miller's doing makeup in the background, not getting any credit for it. Like yeah. I was kinda like, you're lucky to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, I don't know, I, I think that's, it, they've done an interesting job of matching the queens up with the challenges. Like, I would have felt that if you're going to have Trixie coming in, you would have Trixie coming in for the musical challenge that's about Dolly Parton. Mm, like, yeah. you, like, you just, it would have felt more obvious to have her in for that. And even say Monet, who, who actually sings. And then if you're going to do, like, a, a, a Snatch Game challenge, you probably would have had, say, Trinity on that one. Because her mm. Snatch Game on All Stars was so sort of iconic as... As Caitlyn Jenner, so it's just it, it does feel a little bit kind of you know they just pull pulled names out of a hat and we're like we'll have you and you and you. Um, Whoever's true. And also, I was I remember in in season five, Alyssa kept going on about how she was the the Vanessa Williams of drag because she was like decrowned or something, but we never got any mention of that I, in I, the in the show. I think yeah. Vanessa Williams probably would have said that sh- that wasn't allowed to be mentioned because wasn't it due to racy photos? Wasn't that why she yeah, was? Yeah, house. But I, I, wrote, I, I, but I wrote that down. I was like, Alyssa and Vanessa should have been a pairing because they were both uh, national pageant winners who were decrowned. Yeah. It would have been, I mean, they could have chatted over it, but like, yeah, it probably is a bit of an old story and a soft spot for both of them. <laughs> but it, would have been, it would have been a great narrative. It would, yeah, they could have used that for sure. That's, yeah, that's very true. That's a pity. Um, you, I suppose you guys are from the other side of the water. I don't know if you are more familiar with Lonnie Love and Tammy Roman than we are. If you are, can you give us like some Irish UK like equivalent celebrity status factor? <laughs> no, because we don't. We don't really know. We don't know them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch basketball. Wives didn't make it to Canada. No, 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 we have like we have like we have curling wives. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hockey wives no we have hockey wives we have hockey wives yeah, yeah NHL really? wives or something like that 
I was thinking like we in Ireland we should have like hurlers wives you know and it's like oh, Grania has to take the kids to practice but she's gonna miss the game what's she gonna do yeah no we didn't know much about them either like I, I'm not a fan of reality TV really but I like Drag Race because A it has a point it's a competition so you're moving towards something and even though it's contrived in ways like many reality TV shows are there's that it has an entire history of learning about LGBT experiences and history, which is interesting. And every episode's different with every different challenge, and they tend to roll out yeah. quite high-quality content that's very artistic. So there's a lot of cool things to it. And then you get to Basketball Wives and also Celebrity Drag Race, where, like, <laughs> is it a competition? Not really. There's no critiques. There's no real judging. It doesn't really matter who even wins at the end. Well, they the, well, it's for charity, so that's yeah. The, that's the I guess the reason why it exists. Yeah, so like it's 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 nice that you have thirty thousand dollars going to the Trevor Project, but you're right. There's no competitive. It it all feels a little bit like do you remember the Hollisley Spectacular, where there was like an enormous amount of build up around kind of oh all the returning queens what's going to happen and then there was this feeling of it's, is it going to be like a christmas competition and shangela's finally going to get a crane and then it was like oh no it's it's all kind of just a bit of a weird cash-in joke like it was fun but yeah but it didn't it didn't have an ending uh in yeah so you kind of felt robbed and in this one you go into it knowing there's no real ending and also it does make me think what do the queen supreme do because at least last week i thought well you know bob and jermaine they might be crafting jokes together like what did Alyssa Asia and Trinity actually do if they didn't do the That's, makeup? That was that was an interesting thing I, I was thinking as I was watching it. It's like last week with the Snatch game, particularly yeah, with with with, with Bob and Jermaine, there felt like they were they were workshopping material. There was there was some elements of like, you know, working together on something. Whereas this week it kind of was just like Trinity holding an obviously unused um eyeshadow palette while standing sort of adjacent to um was it t- to Tammy that she had? And it's just like, just, oh no, no, that was she Lonnie. Had Lonnie she had Lonnie, yeah. yeah. Um, and just sort of like, you know, chit-chatting a little bit about what's going on in her life. And that was, they didn't seem to really be doing anything. There was no real purpose to, to them being there. Um, and also like the queens aren't really matched up with, with queens that are, com- are with, with contestants who are like comparable to them so that you don't feel like they could really give them kind of like constructive advice or, or sort of, you know, can, you know, I don't know. It, it, the I whole think setup the is role strange. of the drag queen is to hold the celebrity's hand. Because you have those scenes where they sit down and they're like, so tell me more about yourself. And you see like Alyssa and, and Tammy talk about how Tammy's mum used to always go to drag shows and they get the, the drag name out mm. of them. But other than that, other than the sort of like, let me hold your hand, I don't think they do that much. They danced. They danced in the rusical. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah. This year, this yeah, I forgot about that. They were they were kind of background dancers in the mm. in the Dolly Parton, which musical. is fun to see. Yeah, and I liked. I did like. I did like that musical. And they need to have examples of, of actually good drag as well. So they need to have some like. <laughs> <laughs> so like this is the real story of what it is meant to be and and be like. So you at least have that as a reference point. <laughs> a long story, Paul. They did look fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. They do, yeah, to be fair. Uh, and they're mm. getting tooted and booted as well by um, Raven and Raja. Oh, are they? They're just, they're just tooting and booting the Queen Supremes. They're not tooting the celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's that's all the celebrities would be being tooted because they were paid to appear. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit much. But I will say of all, of all these six in the end, and maybe we're skipping ahead a bit, but Nico, I think, is still the best looking of all the six so far. He was, He looked amazing in look yeah. like for a transformation his makeup, jordan was yeah, half okay. cooked. his makeup was kevin was half cooked 
I think it was all looked great as well, but I think Nico still looked like the best. Yeah. Oh no, completely. I, I have to say that this week, I think that Tammy's look was, was my favorite when like she came with that cinch, cinch mm. waist and that amazing pink dress mm. and the like big overcoat on it. I thought she looked phenomenal. I thought that she looked the best out of this three. I would have, I would have said, um, yeah, I, I, I really liked, um, Tammy's kind of butterfly look as well. I, I, I like them all. I I didn't think that I thought that Vanessa would have been the, the the worst of the three of them though. Her look I I didn't like it. I thought it was campy in a bad way. I I thought of uh, yeah. immediately thought of uh, Aja's volcano princess dress. Yes, I was yes, and I was yes. like that's something that's something you want to like bring back. And, and what who keeps bringing that's the one of the worst dresses in the history of every season of Drag Race ever. No one should ever want to even resemble that in the slightest. And yet that's yes. what I got. Right away, yeah. <laughs> so she could have looked better. That was for sure. Tammy was the best dressed one. It looked like a Nino West uh, runway. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, one, one thing we, we we haven't mentioned yet is that the actual message from Dolly Parton. Yeah, that's huge. Came out of came out of nowhere. Like you know, she should definitely be a judge on Drag Race. I I would I would I would love to see that. I've heard them talk about it on what's the tea and i think rue thinks that the days are too long for her oh that's sad oh, now yeah. maybe things have changed maybe they've more money to get her there for longer i'm not sure but that's what i but you'd make it you'd make it work for dolly parton though wouldn't you you'd, you'd shorten the day you'd do something you know yeah. have a nap t- a siesta but why don't they just do what they did with um nancy pelosi like just get her to come in give them a bit of bit of you know Dolly spirit and then send her on away. Yeah. Or or th- similarly um iconic when when they brought Lisa Kudrow in for a minute to sort of stand there awkwardly. Apparently there was I'm not sure where I heard this. Maybe I, I, somewhere else, but um apparently there was other celebrities, bigger ones that would have maybe almost come on, but they had requests over like I want to be paired with so-and-so queen and not with so-and-so and like had all these demands around who to match with. So they must have had like a really preferred, oh controlled image of what they wanted to do on the show, but whatever. Um, that kind of I happen. actually think though they'd have been better doing that. They would have been better just being like, we'll take the big celebrity and we'll get whichever drag queen you want and, and have them work with you. Because the, qual- the quality of judges that the show attracts is phenomenal. Like when you think about the yeah, so you, you would think that the contestants would be somewhat like comparable. You, you know, they're not. <laughs> I think Jeff Goldblum would do it after how much he loved that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he cried. I almost cried. I'm like, oh, yeah. Jeff oh my god, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum getting a tucking session from uh, Gigi Good. <laughs> okay, okay, all right now. Now you're in my turn, Goldblum. Let's get behind this. Let's do this. <laughs> Tape, tape strip. <laughs> what do we actually think of, of the actual musical itself? The songs, um, yeah. Twerking five to nine. What a, that is a way to make a living. I'm, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's a great, great, great way. That, that's, 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 that's the early bird special um, hookers. <laughs> the five pm to nine pm. The really early, the early shift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the graveyard shift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cute uh, the way they broke it up. I, I quite, I quite liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I, Vanessa's dolly was very convincing um, mm. and the Jane Fonda Tammy was also very good and then the Mary I Jane I don't Blige... understand yeah the I was going for Missy Elliott <laughs> rather yeah. than like Lily Tomlin <laughs> yeah. like with the, with the one ringy dingy 
I was like, what's going yeah. on here? Because I was watching being like... Because okay, she's Lily Tomlin, so right? She's meant to be Lily Tomlin. Was, was, sure, was, yeah. was Ringy Dingy because she used, to, she used to be the operator in like SNL or something? Was that was that it? Maybe in the 70s? Like, oh, I don't... It didn't make any sense for her. I'm impressed if you got any reference. Uh, but I'm, uh... <laughs> I, was, I, I, watched, I was like stretching to try and like pull something out of it. Some new disasters. I'm like... Does Lily Tomlin get caught in a tornado or something one time? <laughs> but imagine being Lily Tomlin and watching it being like, oh, the Dolly one was great. Oh, Jake Fonda was great. What? Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean? What do you mean, ringy dingy? And then she comes out with two, and she's a lesbian and then comes out with the two do- guy slaves. And like, no, Lily wouldn't. No, this doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I do wonder. So, well, first of all, Lily Tomlin is the only one that's actually been a judge on the show. Um, many mm-hmm. many moons ago and I was trying to remember you know in 9 to 5 there is a weird interlude where they like kidnap their boss and tie him up in fetish gear yes yeah so maybe <laughs> they were trying to t- there was no fetish you're painting, gear. A, you're painting a tapestry of a really weird story here right now um, there's some link there somewhere Dolly Vanessa looked the best in the part and she Lip synced well. She, I mean, she's the only musician, so she lip synced well. I think she, in general, she was the best at lip syncing in both parts of the show. Yeah. Because of her musical mm. background. But her eyes don't move, so she doesn't give. And I watched it very closely. Her eyes never actually move, so she can't really give much expression. Whereas Tammy was played with it, and she was, and she, she looked fantastic, and then did perform it really well with a lot of expression. Lonnie, I thought I didn't. She was just looked a bit bored or just trying to keep up. And and yeah. it makes sense anyway. But aside from that, she didn't really give much feeling into living that Lily Tomlin dominatrix dream. And, Do- and Dolly yeah. Dolly has an iconic look to it. give her give someone big boobs and some big blonde hair. You're gonna you kind of you're yeah. gonna kind of look like Dolly Parton with like you know kind of. And it's 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 the same for for Jane Fonda because you can kind of throw back to that like aerobics eighties fitness look with the kind of side swept blonde. Uh, and you you sort of you have an essence of who she is whereas with Lily Tomlin like I don't think Lily Tomlin doesn't really have an iconic look well apparently she does and it's Missy Elliott (laughs) it's black pleather (laughs) I know is Lily Tomlin an anagram of Missy Elliott I don't know maybe I'm missing something (laughs) Um, yeah I thought um, it it annoyed me Vanessa's sort of trim around like the upper part of her dress kind of came off and she was like spinning it around I kind of felt she was trying to like slowly pull it off her and it wasn't coming off but like disguising it as a dance move that kind of annoyed me and I actually thought like considering when I saw Vanessa Williams walk in and I heard it was a musical I was like she is gonna sweep the floor with these two I think she didn't win by that much and I think that's a that's a big compliment to Lonnie and Tammy I can tell you why uh Vanessa or Tammy didn't win and it's because the entire lip sync was an absolute shit show Shoes flying everywhere, dresses falling apart, music coming down, and there and there was a comment made by there's a quote from RuPaul saying, "Oh, she kicked her shoes off," and it's just like she's laughing and smiling at it. But I'm like, RuPaul's in her head thinking, "You bitch, <laughs> you didn't, you did not, you did not take any of your clothes off during lip sync. It's an automatic loss, and that's probably also why Nico lost last week because of that meaty non tuck. Like you don't break RuPaul's <laughs> rules; he made them." And that's it. <laughs> no, exactly. I think that once the shoes came off, there was no hope. Um, also, I would assume that, um, 
you know, Vanessa's the biggest star and probably, you know, there was some favoritism and Rue and Vanessa apparently are like Betty mates. So, you know, she probably already, she walked in there having it in the bag. Honestly, at least Tammy took her shoes off at the back of the stage. Lonnie like kicks them into the audience. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, two people that were black eyes at the yeah. back of the audience. Yeah, the, the cameraman got very straight to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> we never, we actually, we, we, we never talked about the, the drag names that these people came up with. Which were your favourite drag names? Miss Shimmy the Cocktail. Yeah. Miss Shimmy the Cocktail. <laughs> but I think it's only because Alyssa got so into it. Like you always love to see Alyssa when she's like, oh, eyes wide. And she's yeah. like, press your lips a bit. She's like, oh, I like it. It could have been just, I need a cocktail. So it's like, I need a cocktail. So you have to add an extra layer for it being a she. But it was, it was good. It was really good. But I do like the drama of Vanquisha de House. Vanquisha is good. It definitely has a bit of like attitude to it. I like, I felt like, I felt like it needed down. I think Vanquisha the House down. Boots. Probably would house down been. boots. <laughs> I think Vanquisha on its own was enough. Yeah, and th- this is the house. What, 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 what is, I didn't really get that <laughs> reference either. Is is there drag, right? Is there drag room called the house? Or? Yeah, I was, I was sort of trying to figure that out because then it would have been the house of Vanquisha as opposed yeah. to Vanquisha the house. So she's coming for the house. She's van- vanquishing the house. And I do quite like when Rue and the other queens don't really like the drag name the person has come up with. And like Rue's like, yeah. oh, that's nice. <laughs> you can tell I, the I mean, I think Vanquisha in closets would have been much better. Yeah. Mary J. Ross. It was, uh, yeah, that's not that creative, was it? Diana Ross. Is it? Yes, and Mary J. Blige, but her real name, Lonnie Love, is actually better than her drag name. <laughs> yeah. That's a much better name. Well, like Janet the, <laughs> <laughs> Janet the Planet. Which, that needs to be someone's drag name immediately. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of uh, Matt Cooper. He's like a DJ over here, or he's like a news correspondent. He famously accidentally spoke Mary J. Blige as Mary J. Bilge, and I think that should also be <laughs> a drag name. Mary J. Bulge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. That is a yeah. perfect right name for Nico last week, Mary J. Bulge. Yeah. <laughs> so, will you be watching? I, I, has this perked your hopes up now for the rest of the season, or do you think this is the best it's going to get? I think it's just going to be about the same. I would say. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I think. I think Vanessa Williams will be the biggest of the celebrities that, that will come through their workroom. But going back to earlier, Chris, like Chris saying that he wouldn't, move, I, I, I have an opposing view because I, I still enjoy it. Uh, I think anything RuPaul does, there's, I'm going to watch it. But um, yeah, and, and even if the celebrities aren't that great, I'll always find something in the show that's entertaining uh, to watch. Or, or even if it's funny or if it's really bad, then it's also entertaining. You know, there's always there's some angle. Yeah, like in the first two episodes, I've genuinely enjoyed the two challenges. Like that has been fun. I enjoy watching yeah, that's, that's I enjoy the Snatch Game. I just think maybe because they're stuck to that hour four of match, there's probably a bit too much filler than we need to. Um, mm. But like, I think it, it has promise. I generally do think mm. it does. I think if this is the bedwork for getting better celebrities and just better stories, maybe like if they use this platform to get people of, you know, who are endorsing more gender fuck drag or maybe trans people or, you know, not, you know, at mm. least Nico, we had some sort of non-binary narrative necessary. This is, I think, a better narrative sort of push the more perimeters of drag yeah. that RuPaul and, purposely excludes in his main show. And this week, there was a lot of there's a lot of health, health mm. heartfelt conversations around mm. you know challenging yourself as yeah. being older and and loving yourself and being different. And I guess that's kind of that, that's kind of very a common. The theme. show both weeks has really championed how important allies are to the LGBT community and and how 
you know, how it was shown people wanting to understand and be involved in, like, last week, um, Riverdale Man, whose name has completely escaped my head now. Jordan. Jordan. His, his siblings both being gay and, and how he wanted to do this to kind of, like, understand more of the culture and then sort of also to, like, challenge, like, masculinity. I, I think that that sort of stuff, that sort of conversation was nice. And then this week again, the kind of talk about confidence and 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 you know wanting to be seen to be an ally and standing with the the queer community it's nice and i suppose there's there's value there's huge value to that even if it is a bit trashy Mm. and acceptance as well i mean lonnie's message she kept repeating was around like how much acceptance can be gotten from yeah like the confidence you just mentioned that you can get from uh exploding your personality into a a version that is drag and she was very emotional this whole episode it was sweet to see that she Mm -hmm. was like She's just so in awe of it all. And she also knew right yeah. away. She she knew who she wanted. She knows her winners. She knows she wanted Trinity. <laughs> like, she loves the show. Um, and it was cute to see her, like how much like, she was just loves the whole storyline format of it and the whole category. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay, well, so let's wrap things up with if you were approached, to be honest, and you were a diva-ish celebrity and asked, I'm not going on it unless I get one drag queen, Ooh. who would you choose and why? Oh, I, I, Katya for me. I think I've, I've always been a Katya fan right from the beginning. So I think I think you, you wouldn't have like a second of boredom with her. Like it'd just be because <laughs> she she looks great and she's funny. So I think well, I guess if I knew what the challenge was, that would, probably would sway the decision a bit. But I think yeah, Katya would be my would be my go to. I think I would go for Jinx Monsoon with the hope that she is grown a lot in makeup knowledge since her season <laughs> but like her person and knowledge and like campiness with her recent talents i think she'd be a great partner to, to, to go with it should be fun to kind of meet mm-hmm. and talk to also yeah, as well yeah cool. they're two good choices cool well thank you for joining us yeah thanks guys awesome guys thanks a lot <laughs> good, good luck with the rest of the series yeah we watch it so you don't have to <laughs> yeah. that's the tagline that's of the show <laughs> exactly cool. <laughs> So another episode of Secret Celebrity Drag Race down. <laughs> yeah. Will you have much gusto to watch it next week? <laughs> Two more to go. I mean, I don't think there's much there's much of a secret now. We're 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 um, profoundly underwhelmed by this uh, particular Drag Race <laughs> content. But you know, uh, as as Larry pointed out, it, it is you know it's Drag Race content. Even if it's bad, it's going to be entertaining. So, you know, and I'll be enthusiastic to see who they get in next week or the week after. Yeah, I actually thought this episode was quite good. It made me interested to see, can they keep up the momentum? I mean, you've kind of ruined it for me now that you told me that was supposed to be episode four. But I was hoping it was like, oh, this is episode two. Maybe it's just getting better. Well, yeah, see, I had when I before I'd heard that this was episode four, I was like, oh, okay. They obviously wanted a soft opening that then they like blew us away with Vanessa Williams. And then I was thinking by episode four, you were going to have like, I was going to say John Lennon, but I don't think he's going to have a show anytime soon. (laughs) John Lennon, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. The 21 Club or the 27 Club or whatever it is. Oh my God. (laughs) That'd be a dark episode of Drag Race. Sure would be. Jesus Christ. Um, But no, I I, I was trying to think like if Vanessa is friends with Rue, maybe we might see Francis Bean Cobain. 
now that you've said oh, that. We could get Leah Remini on. She'd definitely do it, I'd say. Oh, she would. And Kirsten Johnston. Rue needs to hire us as their, their talent getter. I know, absolutely. I would love to see Kirsten Johnston on there with a little Panama flag. Well, no, with a huge Panama flag. An enormous Panama flag. <laughs> Just because I, I know people are keen for some such, for Serena Chacha content. I, I, I think there. Serena Chacha is probably not, you know, she might not make it as an all-star. Come in as a celebrity drag race contestant. <laughs> yeah, or as a celebrity, celebrity drag race mentor extraordinaire, yeah. or whatever we're calling them. Yeah, exactly. If there's, if, for the reading challenge, because you know she loves reading books. So be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, she's uh, a drag scholar. Now, James, what's going on on Instagram this week? Oh my god. I'm glad you asked because I did spend hours and hours hours on Canva making beautiful templates. So we have a wonderful head-to-head bracket competition going on through our Instagram stories. And this started on Tuesday. This started on Tuesday and every day we are having four sets of, of drag icons icons going head to head with the winner moving forward to the next round to meet at the other anyway you know how it works but it's very exciting. We're going to find out who is the Serena Chacha champion for 2020. Cool. So people have to follow us on Instagram. That's at sissy.pod. Yeah, get onto Instagram at sissy.pod. And every day in our stories at around midday, 1 p.m., you'll see the stories will go up. And there'll be a little recap of what happened the day before. And we'll get into the games. And it's it's going to go on throughout the the entire month of May. I believe the finale will be the very last day of May. Well, look at that for coordination. (laughs) (laughs) In other interactive news, I'm sort of running the Fantasy League. So as always, you can find the link to the form in our bio. Go in there. Who do you think is going to do well at the the one woman challenge? Choose your team. Get points for what they accumulate. We have a running board, uh, leaderboard going out through the week. I'll announce who's at the top of that on Saturday's show. But yeah, get on board. Even if you haven't, um, haven't done it yet, it's never too late to do it. You could still be a weekly winner. Cool. Well, until then, we'll chat to you on Saturday. Have a nice week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.